Welcome to the weekly worship podcast from the Presbyterian Church in Morristown, where we pause our busy lives to dig deeper into our faith. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe, or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Let's listen to how God might speak to us today, and remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters. if you missed my newsletter this week, which judging from this congregation, most of you read it, which is wonderful. But if you didn't, I want to let you know something very serious. I love pink. in the form of a pink smoothie, fabulous accessories, furniture, or clothing if you saw my socks, you name it, I probably have it. I'm not, however, willing to admit yet that I spent several evenings this past week making pink stoles for Daniel and myself. Maybe I'll admit that next week. It should come as no surprise to you that this is one of my most favorite Sundays of the year, Godete Sunday, the Sunday that we light our beautiful pink candle, this unexpected pop of color amidst the purples of Advent. Godete, which is Latin for rejoice, reminds us that even amidst our more contemplative season of Advent, We get to peer through maybe, shall we say, rose-colored glasses and see for a moment the joy of Christ's birth. We get to take a reprieve even amidst our weariness and see a hopeful joy. We do this today by hearing the words of Mary, our preacher for the day, who somehow, despite likely being very weary herself, not only with the nausea and fatigue of pregnancy, but the unknown path before her, prays this inspired song of joy to God. Thank you to those of you who chose to wear pink this Sunday morning. You exemplify this burst of joy amidst our more somber, contemplative season. And those of you who forgot, don't worry, there is still time to put on some pink before carols and cocoa later today. (laughs) I think I'm going to have enough pink on to read our passage today, but have no fear, the boa will be back this afternoon. Here are now these words from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is his name. 
His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please pray with me? Heavenly God, for some of us, our hearts are full of joy. But we are also weary. Hold us in our weariness as we reflect on your sacred and joyful words. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, this passage gives me chills now, but when I was a young girl, for some reason I didn't have as much of an interest in Mary. I'm not sure if it was just that I was more interested in the fantastic drama of Moses leading the Israelites, or maybe captivated by the excitement and wonder of the miracles of Jesus. By the time, though, I got to seminary, I changed my stance completely and was soon fascinated by Mary and her role at the beginning of this story. I did a monthly Advent photo challenge for several years that a seminary friend of mine created with a play on the word adventure called Adventure with Mary. That all changed, though, again once I became pregnant with my son, Russell, in my last year of seminary. I'll never forget reading this very text during a Christmas party at a professor's home. At the time, I was three months pregnant, terribly sick with nausea, and practically falling asleep at those beautiful carols. Seriously, Mary, I thought, you are really showing up the rest of those of us who are pregnant or terribly sick or just tired. But here you are, Mary, preaching resistance, preaching joy, while the rest of us are lucky enough if we can put together a complete sentence. But Mary moves us to consider that even when we are tired, even when everything seems to be moving against us, we have moments to explode with joy. Now I say explode is my very, very loose interpretation of the second verse of Mary's prayer. This is the part where you can feel Mary's electricity, her passionate rejoicing in spite of her weariness, in spite of her unknown future, and entrenched in this wild story where she finds herself at center stage. Now this is not to say that she was happy. 
She was not sure what would happen next as an unmarried pregnant teen would normally be executed at this time. No, joy is not the same as being happy. Joy is an outlook on life, a mode of living, a tool to use in spite of the weariness of our world. The dictionary definition of joy is much too limited, a feeling of great pleasure. No, joy is surrendering to something beyond us and being in awe of that something. Joy is a choice. Mary's prayer has further emphasis when she says, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The word rejoice translates to more than only rejoice. The first part of the word, agalieo, means much rejoicing or greatly rejoice. To be glad with exceeding joy. Some interpretations even say jump for joy. Joy for Mary becomes a faith statement. Even amidst her weariness about her life and the world, as she will potentially be alone and a refugee looking for a place to birth her child, she sings to God her faith with an exultation that moves beyond happiness but chooses the joy of God. A couple of images come to my mind that have this sense of joy in explaining our faith. They were from our adult education series on art and faith we had back in the spring of this year. During our very last session, I asked everyone to create works of art that describe their personal faith story in some way. One that stuck with me was this gorgeously vibrant image that the creator described as his current faith. An explosion of color compared to what he felt his previous faith was. A more black and white simple image. His current faith, though, exploded into so many colors and in so many different directions with bursts of a colorful rainbow of paint and dots spreading across the page. It was pure joy. Another image was a drawing of a church where individuals came bursting out of a beautiful congregation of welcoming people. It was this creator's embodiment of how she felt her faith had become. A church with people spilling out and inviting others into their lives. The church had grown from a more closed church in the background, this radiating church of swung open doors and an unconfined space. It was beautiful. It was an explosion of faithful people. And it was truly unfiltered joy. These are the explosions of joy that Mary is talking about. 
Our faith is an act of resistance, despite the weariness of our bodies, the exhaustion of our world, the weariness of the hurt in our hearts. Now this song of Mary isn't a brand new one, as it mimics the prayer of another woman who also had a son, and that is Hannah, the mother of the prophet Samuel. As one theologian describes, Mary's celebration of God's strong arm recalls Hannah's song in 1 Samuel 2. Like Mary, Hannah experienced a miraculous pregnancy. Like Mary's son, Hannah's son Samuel spoke God's word. Hannah and Mary praise God for overturning the society's structures by bringing down the powerful and lifting up the powerless. Mary's song does not share Hannah's militaristic imagery. However, for Mary's son will bless not the makers of war, but the peacemakers. Mary certainly did style her song after Hannah's hear pieces of their song side by side. Hannah prayed, My heart exalts in the Lord. Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord. Hannah, there is none holy like the Lord. Mary, holy is his name. Hannah explained, talk no more so very proudly. Mary, he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Hannah declares, the Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. Mary, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Each song declares that God will care for God's people. We are to joyfully accept God's love and help, even in our weakened states. We are to seek out God's joyful explosions amongst our hurting people. Now, while Mary rejoices at this very moment, that is not to say that she wasn't scared, worried, or really exhausted. I'll tell you, I'm indeed also tired with Mary. If you are like me, I bet that you are at a loss for words in the face of the horrible things happening in our world. Maybe we could all just use a nap. But here in our weariness, in our tiredness, we hear Mary preaching these profound things. She is preaching as her ancestors did. She is preaching the gospel. Hear, feel, and savor God's, Mary's cry of resistance and joy in the face of her weariness. The Lord has shown strength with his arm, has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. 
Mary is rejoicing before God. She is telling God, you have done great things for me. She is citing her sources too, reminding us that this isn't a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is a promise that God would be with us throughout generations, from Abraham until now, forever. God is with us. Just as her ancestors did, Mary sings this tune as an act of resistance and truly as a statement of faith. Mary spoke for those who feel forgotten, unloved, and alone. While Mary did not know everything her son would one day preach, she knew that God had a plan. We now know that Christ came to stand against sin and death and lift up the lonely and those who felt so far away from joy. Jesus would come to lift up even the most forgotten among us. And because of this, we rejoice. We hold on to the little explosions of joy amidst our more difficult moments. An explosion of joy may not be a pink feather boa, that's okay, a song, or another reminder of Christ's birth. But it may mean noticing God in the sunshine or the kind words of a stranger to take note of and look out for the continual explosions of joy as our faith changes and morphs into beautiful, colorful bursts along our sometimes worn-out path. It means finding in our weariness the utter joy of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe. Or if you have someone in your life that may be inspired by this message, please share it with them. Visit us at www.pcmorristown.org or find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook to stay connected with our church. But most of all, remember to be the good in your community, a community that matters.